0: Welcome to the Climate Report on Forward Radio, WFMP 106.5 FM, Louisville. This is Hart Hagen, your host, and we are on episode number 150. Today's topic is Louisville's Green New Deal, Part 2. We'll be talking about Louisville's Green New Deal in a few minutes, but first, here's what the Climate Report is all about. At the Climate Report, we believe that there are five major threats to our very existence. One of them is climate, the other is biodiversity, the other is war, another is uh, diminishing supplies of fresh water, and another is a completely dysfunctional food system. But underlying all of those causes is an economic system that does not work for the vast majority. So what we need to do is to usher in a complete and utter transformation of our society. We need to rethink everything. We need to have a fundamentally different relationship with government. We need to have a fundamentally different set of relationships that define what our economy looks like. And making that transformation happen is not going to be easy. We need to educate. We need to organize, and we need to agitate, and that's what the Climate Report is all about. This program is part of WFMP's Public Affairs Educational Programming. The views expressed are those of the speaker and not the station. If you have any questions, comments, or feedback, please email info at theclimatereport.net. Also, if you enjoy this content and want more, I invite you to go to theclimatereport.net where you can find more episodes, playlists, videos, and my blog. So last time we started talking about what Louisville's Green New Deal will look like or should look like, and we were going down my handy-dandy numbered list. And item number eight on Louisville's Green New Deal might be, this is just a brainstorm, but we might have a local tax on gasoline. Now, I don't doubt that that's probably against the law, but then I don't know for sure. But in any event, there needs to be taxes on carbon-related things. By this time, there probably will be a carbon tax at the federal level, but a gasoline tax at the local level would both raise revenue and would Discourage the purchase of gasoline. And maybe that's not the thing that you want at the city level, but some people would say, oh, people will just drive north or south and do business there. But do business where? Gas stations are owned by out of town investors. It's not a local business, it's hardly ever a local business. So, what kinds of businesses do we want to encourage? We want to encourage local businesses. Plus, there's this principle that says polluter pays. People who pollute should pay for polluting. We need to do a better job of taxing gasoline and other petroleum products, and we need to tax less of people's income, especially income on the lower end of the spectrum. But what if, theoretically, what if a gasoline tax had a small adverse impact on the local economy and what if some people became unemployed as a result? Well, that brings us to item number nine. We need to have assistance for a just transition of displaced workers. So we don't want working class, the working class and the poor to bear an unfair burden of the transition from fossil fuels to clean energy. And this is mainly something that is funded at the local level, but like a lot of policies under the Green New Deal, you have federal funding and local control. So you have a federally guaranteed jobs program. The federal government is an employer of last resort. And if the federal government is an employer of last resort, and if people can always count on a government job, then the business interest would no longer have the leverage to do a lot of fear-mongering that says, oh, if we don't let this fossil fuel industry in, then we're going to lose all these jobs. Or look at all the jobs that would be created if this petrochemical plant moves in or if this, this or that unsustainable business moves in. We need to be in the business of creating local jobs and local businesses. That's why we need, in addition to the federal jobs guarantee, that's why we need a $15 an hour minimum wage because if there's a $15 an hour minimum wage, then that means that money stays in the community because a person making $15 an hour is going to spend that money in the community typically. So we need a $15 an hour minimum wage and assistance for a just transition of displaced workers. And we need the federal jobs guarantee. Item number 10 on the list of Louisville's Green New Deal. What would Louisville's Green New Deal look like? Item number 10 is employee-owned businesses. Now employee-owned businesses need to be encouraged at the federal level. Why? Because an employee-owned business is a democratically-run business. They can be put together in different ways, but you know, what we have now, a business is an autocracy. A business is a dictatorship. The ownership and the upper levels of management of a business rule the business with an iron fist. Compare that with employee-owned businesses which have the freedom to operate the business for the benefit of employees. So within our community, we need to know who has a successful employee-owned business and what attorneys are skilled in setting up this type of business entity and what federal assistance might be available for employee-owned businesses. What resources are available online for somebody who might want to set up an employee owned business? So, an employee owned business is both democracy and socialism. Workers should own, under democratic socialism, workers should own the means of production. Plus, an employee-owned business is not going to be owned by absentee investors. We need more businesses that are owned locally, not by absentee investors. And an employee-owned business is one example of a business that is not going to be owned by absentee investors who have no concern for the community or connection to the community. Plus, an an employee-owned business is going to be a business where the earnings of that business are retained by local people and more likely to be spent in the community. So an employee-owned business is also known as a workers' co-op or cooperative, and that brings us to item number 11, consumer co-ops. Louisville under the Green New Deal is going to have Consumer cooperatives. This gives the consumer more purchasing power. This gives the consumer more ability to bargain and to get quality goods at reasonable prices. Similarly, item number 12, agricultural co-ops or cooperatives. Give farmers the ability to strike a bargain with the people that they have to do business with. Item number 13 in Louisville's Green New Deal, vegan cooking communities. Vegan and vegetarian uh, cooking communities where you get together, have a potluck or have a cook-off so that more people can learn how to prepare tasty vegan foods. This is something that we would have more time to do if we were a little bit less involved with all of the products and services that the big corporations want to sell us. All of us buy products and services from the big corporations. And all of us have to do some of that. So I'm not saying you shouldn't watch shows on the Cooking Channel, but I'm saying that we should have local alternatives which help you actually meet people and form community locally. That way you can also do fun things like talk about politics and form coalitions. Because politics is very important in our era. Without politics... We're going to lose the planet, and we don't want that to happen. Number 14 under Louisville's Green New Deal, uh, we need thriving communities around local gardening and agriculture. Some of this already exists, but it needs to multiply by a factor of 10, and then it needs to multiply again by a factor of 10. We need to get more of our food and more of our entertainment locally, And that will lead to more meaningful relationships, more healthy activities, and that will disempower the big corporations that are trying to eat our lunch and destroy our planet. Not that they're bad people, not that they're trying to destroy our planet, but they're locked into a system that encourages environmental degradation and excess carbon usage, etc., Item number 15, we need organizations that educate people about local organic agriculture. Now we have some of that, but we need more of that instead of being glued to the tube and being sold McDonald's and stuff. Item number 16, we need organizations that deliver CSA shares to people living in food deserts. CSA is community-supported agriculture, and we have local organizations that deliver fresh vegetables to people who live in food deserts, but we need more of that. We need to get away from our corporate goods and corporate services and corporate entertainment and corporate media, and we need to make things happen in our local community. That way we will become a role model for other communities. And also, let's say, you know, those of us on the left, let's say all of our favorite candidates win, in 2020 or at least by 2022 now i'm not telling you who to vote for but a lot of us like bernie sanders and tulsi gabbard so let's say in 2021 bernie sanders is president tulsi gabbard is vice president let's say also that there's a like 500 aoc clones in congress so alexander ocasio-cortez some of us that's our favorite person in the house of representatives let's say Uh, People like her form a majority of the House of Representatives and a majority of the Senate. Now what? So we have the government we've wanted. Now what? For one thing, if a bunch of progressives end up in Congress, they're going to be looking at each other saying, Now what? What are we going to do now? We have control. We have power. What are we going to do? well the answer to that is largely a function of what is being demanded from their constituents at the local level so the more we have in place in terms of worker cooperatives the more we know what to ask for from the federal government in terms of funding or in terms of of, of policy changes the more we have going on in terms of consumer co-ops and agricultural co-ops and vegan cooking communities the more we will know what to ask for from the federal government the more we already have in terms of organizations that educate people about local organic agriculture the more we will know what to ask for from the federal government the more we have in terms of people that get their uh, community supported agriculture shares that means vegetables delivered to your door The more we have of that, the more we'll be able to say, hmm, here's what else we need. And we need to be further along the line with this stuff. We need to be further down the line with this stuff because scientists are saying we have 10 years to turn this around. That doesn't mean we get started nine years from now. It means we get started now. And I know I'm preaching to the choir. I'm preaching to people who already have got some stuff going on. But this is just, let's so let's move on. Item number 17 on my handy-dandy numbered list of what Louisville is going to look like under the Green New Deal. We need to limit parking downtown. So we need mass transit. And mass transit means making trains and buses available. But it also means making it a little bit more time and trouble to use cars. So, you know, Bargetown Road and Frankfurt Avenue are two places that are nice to walk, except there's so much traffic noise. What if there were half as many cars on, those, on, the, on the city streets? And then there are fourth as many cars, and then 10% as many cars. And the reason we have 10% as many cars is because we have more trains and more buses. So in order to make that happen, there needs to be kind of a carrot and a stick. There needs to be, hey, here's this clean, nice bus that goes anywhere you need it to go. But also, "Mm, if you park here, you have to pay $5. And not just downtown, where parking already costs something, but at malls. If, If a mall is served by mass transit, then there needs to be a charge for parking at the mall so you'll be encouraged to park at the park and park and then take the bus or the train or the circulator or the trolley to where you need to go. And some people might say, well, Americans just can't be inconvenienced. Well, there are some ways in which we need to slow down. There are a lot of ways that we need to slow down, and it's You know, we, the the people who are in the top 1% or 5% or 10% or 20% need to slow down so that others can have the resources they need to even live. So when you've got rich Americans jetting here and there, and when you've got rich Americans buying a new car every year, two years, five years, because they can't stand to be inconvenienced, Well, that is taking away resources that other people need to live. So people in rich countries and rich people in every country need to slow down so that others can have the very basics of life. This is the reality in a planet that has limited resources. That's why we need to not have free parking Item number 18, financial incentives for those who live near mass transit. So I heard somewhere that, so, that people can get favorable interest rates on their mortgage. If you're buying a home, you can get favorable interest rates on your mortgage if you live within a certain distance from the bus route. And that is an excellent idea. That's what I'm talking about. The federal government and the banking system have the resources to make things like that happen. The question is whether they're going to use their resources for positive ends instead of spending a trillion dollars a year on the war machine. So the city of Louisville could say that if you live within a certain distance of mass transit, we're going to give you a bonus. Maybe it's a monthly amount. Maybe it's a rebate on your property taxes. Maybe the people who pay, uh, the people who do not live within a few blocks of mass transit, maybe they pay more in property taxes. The possibilities are nearly endless, but we need to encourage people to live near the bus line. Item number 19 on my handy-dandy numbered list about what Louisville's Green New Deal is going to look like. Item number 19 is why start now? So the the local, some people might say, well, the local area, I mean, local government is like the weakest. It's It's at the bottom of the food chain. Local government has to submit to whatever state government says, and state and local government have to submit to whatever the federal government says. Why shouldn't we just wait for the federal government to do everything and start imposing all these changes? Well, it's like I was saying earlier, if we get our dream, if all of our dreams come true in terms of who is president and who's in Congress, we need to be ready to know what to ask them for. We need to be ready to ask. To, we need to be ready to ask. We need to be ready to, to demand. We need to know about what we want our community to look like. And we need to have these systems in place. Because it's like this. There are three kinds of people. There are those who make things happen. There are those who let things happen. And then there are those who wonder what happened. We cannot be the type of person who is looking around wondering what happened. We need to be the type of people who make things happen. Because right now, for one thing, we've got a Democratic congressman who, sh- who shows no indication of supporting the Green New Deal. When asked about it, he hems and he haws and, well, I don't know, it doesn't look feasible to me. This is a Democrat. This is a person elected by liberals. Apparently, he thinks he has a real comfortable seat because he's not for Medicare for all and he's not for the Green New Deal. If he's for either one, he has a strange way of showing it, and I think he is opposed to Medicare for all and opposed to the Green New Deal. Somebody who's in favor of something doesn't lead with excuses. I don't know. I don't know if that can be justified budgetarily. And you're a Democrat? Item number 20 on my handy-dandy numbered list of what Louisville's Green New Deal should look like is role model. We should be a role model. Louisville should be a role model for other communities. One thing that will make us a role model for other communities is to look for other communities that are kind of being a role model in this area. If any. But if Indianapolis is doing some things right and Nashville's doing some things right and Cincinnati's doing some things right and New York and San Francisco and Austin are doing some things right, we need to be able to point to we need to be able to go to our congressman and say, look what these other cities are doing. Look what this other this congressperson in these other cities has obtained for their district. Look how these other cities have community supported agriculture. Look how these other uh, communities have mass transit and solar and wind power and a state-of-the-art energy grid. Look how this town in Texas, with a Republican mayor, has 100% renewable energy. How can we do that? And maybe we have some things that they should emulate. So we should be a role model and we should look for role models. Okay, so item number 21 on my handy dandy numbered list on what Louisville's Green New Deal will look like. It's called Regional Solidarity. So how can we have solidarity with other communities in our region? Because under a Green New Deal worthy of the name, Louisville is going to have is going to work together with other communities. For example, we've got this petrochemical hub going in upriver. Hardly any Louisvillians know about it. It's an ecological disaster. Petrochemical is, is when you take fracking and turn it into plastic. And every step along the way is a toxic, polluting process. When they did this in Louisiana, they had to start calling it Cancer Alley because it, co- it creates diseases, it causes diseases. Fracking itself is a disaster. And if these petrochemical hubs come in, there's going to be more and more and more, more and more and more fracking. And it, it will put toxic chemicals into our water. The question is when and how much. So we need to have regional solidarity with West Virginia and other places in Kentucky and in Ohio and Pennsylvania so we can stop this fracking hub, this petrochemical hub, from coming in. Another example of regional solidarity is regional agriculture. So the Green Party's version of the Green New Deal, or at least their platform, talks about bioregionalism, where not like we can't import anything, but to the extent possible and to the extent feasible, we need to get most of our food from our region. So we need to encourage agriculture on a regional basis. We need to get most of our food from an area that is south of Indianapolis, north of Nashville, east of uh, St. Louis, and west of the Appalachian Mountains. That's bioregionalism. That's regional agriculture. What are we already doing to make that happen, and what can we do to make that happen? We've got organizations here in town that encourage regional agriculture. What can we do to amplify the power of those organizations that already exist? I'm talking about the Food Food Literacy Project, New Roots, uh, uh, and Fresh Stop Markets. I'm talking about Lilius Pettit-Scott, the urban agriculturist. I'm talking about Bethany Pratt, who works out of the uh, Agricultural Extension Office. What can we do to support and empower those people in our community who are already working for local and regional agriculture? Another example of regional solidarity is regional transportation. What are we doing to coordinate regional transportation with Lexington and Indianapolis and Frankfurt and St. Louis and Nashville? What are we doing to work with those communities to lobby the federal government for support for regional transportation? Maybe if we had been working with those communities, then Nashville's mass transit system, proposed mass transit system, would not have been shot down by the Koch brothers. Maybe if enough Louisvillians got together and enough Lexingtonians and Frankfurters got together, then we would agree to put a Louisville-Frankfurt-Lexington to commuter train so that those who need to commute between Lexington and Louisville can go back and forth, can read, ride, and relax instead of fighting traffic. The next item in regional solidarity is that we can work with other communities in our region to have local or regional money, uh, time banks, tool banks, local restaurants, and I've already, and local agriculture. So lo- local money, time banks, and tool banks are something that I'm going to talk about in just a minute. But we can keep a lot of the tourism in our region if we work with other communities. Item number 22 on what Louisville's Green New Deal will look like is called, I'm calling it political organization building. So if we build political organizations locally, then we can use those local organizations not just to impact local government but also state government and federal government plus if we organize local organization organize political organizations we can unite The resources of people who are in favor of a $15 an hour minimum wage with those who are fighting for peace, with those who are fighting for civil rights, with those who are fighting for climate action, with those who are fighting for local agriculture, with those who are fighting for mass transit, with those who are fighting for solar and wind power generation. So we need to start now, we need to start before we're ready, and we need to master the art of political organization building. We can have fun doing it, but we need to start now and take it seriously. So what is needed to get this going? What is needed to get going the political organization building? Well, Woody Allen said 80% of success is showing up. We need to show up locally. We need to build bridges locally. We need to know what's going on locally. We need to take our local community and turn it into a democracy, not a complainocracy. I've got about another minute left. I'd like to leave you with something to think about. So I'm trying to point the way to a Louisville that will be the community that we want it to be and the community that we need it to be so that we can do our part with the Green New Deal. And one of the main things that needs to happen is that we need to shift our focus from corporate media to local activities. We need to shift our focus from corporate products to local activities. We need to shift our focus from corporate services to local activities. If you don't know what's going on locally, I recommend Forsooth Magazine, which you can get at, if you Google Forsooth Louisville, then you can, it's easy to find that you can, it's a free publication, a free monthly publication that you can download, and it'll tell you more than any other thing that I know of about what events are coming up locally. Also, you can email info at theclimatereport.net. Info at theclimatereport.net. Tell me what you're interested in doing, and I'll see if I can find somebody in the community that matches that description. But like the old environmental slogan said, Think globally, act locally. Think globally, act locally. I'm so happy you've joined me. I hope you'll come back soon. Have a great day.